This is podcast 188, entitled Scuppernong. And it's an attempt, as uh, my podcasts often are an attempt, to take a literary or musical or artistic or religious or philosophical figure of interest to me and then uh, deduce from his or her work or his or her magnetic uh, inspiration and accomplishment something of... uh, you might say wider interest, or at least uh, wider interest in the world that I live in, uh, which is uh, a uh, Christian world of uh, personal, psychological, existential, and uh, and um, I don't know what the word is, uh, engagement uh, among the various planes of uh, our experience, or at least mine. And today's figure is someone that I think you're going to enjoy because his music is so accessible. And this is a man whose name was Tupper Saucy. Tupper Saucy, hence the association Scuppernong. Tupper Saucy, and that's a Huguenot name, 
was born in 1936 and died in 2007 and was a kind of polymath, as people use uh, the word today, which meant he could do a great deal of things very well. And he's um, most famous for the uh, sort of power behind the music of the composer, writer, conductor, but not the vocalist, of a, um, an operation in the late 60s called the Neon Philharmonic. Now, I was initially attracted to the Neon Philharmonic because I have such strong associations from long ago with the song by the Neon Philharmonic that you will have heard, but you might not know you've heard it. Every time I mention them, people don't know exactly what I'm talking about, but when I mention the song, they know exactly whom I'm talking about, and the song is called Morning Girl. Good morning, girl. How'd you sleep last night? You're several ages older now. Your eyes have started showing how, etc., etc., with a lot of violins, and it was an absolute pop jam and a great classic. And the Neon Philharmonic under the leadership of um, Tupper Saucy and with a singer called Don Gant, uh, produced two albums that are absolutely wondrous. They're the high point of what critics call sort of Baroque pop of that era, of which Orpheus, about whom you've heard before in the podcast, was sort of the, the stage three, while Neon Philharmonic might be considered stage six. And the songs are extremely good. You've um, just heard one called Don't Know My Way Around My Soul, which is the uh, Tupper Saucy's um, way of saying that he cannot love anyone with any kind of real consistency and anchor-like or rock-like f- fidelity because he himself is such a mess. And until he himself knows his way around his soul, he can't really know his way around any other person's soul. And at the end of the cast, you'll hear a really poignant song by Tupper Saucy and Neon Philharmonic. All of these were recorded in uh, 1968-69, entitled Something to Believe in, which actually has a resurrection. A dying and rising at the end, which I find enormously touching. And all the songs by Tupper Saucy at this stage uh, were sort of stories, and they're stories about men and women primarily against a backdrop of um, some of the larger concerns about uh, transients and uh, um, uh, faith and... Uh, breaking out into new directions, and they all of them tell a story with a kind of a philosophical or meta-narrative that are really very beautiful, and Tupper Saucy is always the person on the piano, and there are great piano breaks in them, and I think you'll love them, so listen to those two songs. Now, he was, just to let this record straight, a kind of gentleman southerner. He went to Sewanee, and he married very well in Bell Mead circles, which of which I'm familiar, in Nashville, Tennessee, and... Um, proceeded to do a number of things in life. Um, in brief, he founded and uh, carried through the Neon Philharmonic with some success, and looking back on it now with great, great artistic success. His songs are fantastic. Listen to them all. Listen to Jody. Listen to Jody if you want to really hear a truth that no one is speaking about relations between men and women that is by no means partisan or sort of uh, gender angrified, but is simply a fact about the way men and women operate so often, and it's a very beautiful song. But in any event, after he had the success, he did a number of other things, and uh, at a certain point, he was um, a tax by the IRS was levied on something like $28,000 of profit, and he became very angry and uh, 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 
refused to pay and wrote a book about um, non-payment of taxes and sort of how to do it. And he developed what we today would call a very strong Tea Party libertarian affect in relationship to government and especially taxation. And he got himself in the trouble. He decided to sort of make a point of it uh, over a relatively minor debt or um, a levy and uh, actually filmed himself in front of the kind of back door, if you can call it that, to a prison where he might have been sent in which he was very defiant. And if you know bureaucracy, bureaucracy does never take well to any kind of open defiance. As a matter of fact, it crushes it. There are no exceptions. And Tupper Saucy, the IRS, took a strong exception to his um, kind of contrarian brilliance on this subject and uh, being out there, and he was um, sentenced to jail. After a certain point, he um, uh, disappeared. He went underground, and for 10 years, he was a federal fugitive. He called himself the least wanted man, but that's not really true. He went underground and went to California, married again, um, had all sorts of activities, met many people, quietly was under disguise, basically just lived under the radar, as we say. And uh, finally, in uh, 1990, um, whenever it was, I, I can't tell you, I want to say 87, I want to say 97, but whenever, I think it was 97, he was... Um, he was arrested in Venice, California, sentenced to death. No, he was sentenced to, to a one or two year uh, jail sentence. Um, and uh, in jail, he wrote a book called Rulers of Evil. That's kind of a kind of a you might call it a right wing um, manifesto. But what was most interesting with a very strong anti-Vatican point of view, because he, in addition to all the things I've mentioned, he became a very devout and earnest Bible related Christian. We would probably say he was sort of a religious nut, let alone a, a tax evading nut. Um, but he was a person of enormous substance and his book is really extremely well written and full of, uh, it's not just sort of a, 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 a deranged person's ramblings. It's very well put together. And it basically claims that the Vatican has been the power behind almost all evil and all activity, really, in the United States government from its inception. It's sort of a John Grisham type of uh, expose. And um, this book is famous in certain strange circles. I've not read it, but I've looked at enough of it to get the gist of it, together with his book Miracle on Main Street, about taxation. And uh, when he got out of jail, uh, he, um, he, which was basically a symbolic punishment, he very soon after died. He died only a few days before the official launching of a final album that he had recorded of uh, in his, at this late age. He was born, I think, in 1936, and a final album in 2007 of him singing songs that he had written uh, with a solitary, solitary Steinway piano, and they're very good. Some of them are old uh, rather than new, and it's not quite as good as you hope it's going to be, given the Neon Philharmonic, but there it is. Now, what I wanted to say about this is, first, that the music is unbelievable of the Neon Philharmonic. This is a man who had a profound grasp of, of what it's all about at every single level, religious, philosophical, um, ethical, male-female um, relationships, and then he put it all together with a kind of uncanny and brilliant um, group of musicians with absolutely no um, sort of what today, what... Um, Moog synthesizer. He, it was real musicians, and the uh, listen very carefully to the um, to the uh, um, brass parts. There, people will say, "Oh, it's like Burt Bacharach meets Jimmy Webb meets you know somebody else," and um, all of that's only half true. It's wonderful. Now, what I wanted to say because he's on my mind, both because I love his music and also because of another reason. 
A friend of mine, someone whose work I admire and someone for whom I've spoken in the past, uh, is in the news. And he's someone I love and admire very much. And um, he's in the news for a what is commonly called now in church circles, and it is one, a moral failure. And what is, um, I, I, I knew a little bit about it. I knew what was coming down just a little bit because I knew another aspect of it, not this man's own particular moral failure, but the moral failure, as it were, of someone else. And the way it's come down is so absolutely tragic. Uh, there appears to be very little um, kind of second chance. And we talk all about forgiveness and uh, absolution and grace in the church, and it very rarely happens. It certainly doesn't happen in the world. So when someone like this particular person um, is found out, in a discovered in a moral failure, which is... Uh, actual he or she is given seems to be given no mercy certainly from the unreal virtual world of the internet uh, on the one hand the church gives him no mercy you know you have to resign immediately and you're toast and it's very very this there's, there's no idea that maybe you know um, we might really hear uh, model what we talk about in christ's uh, talking about 70 times 7 there seems to be such a fear of a scandal and uh disrepute that uh, w- w- the church seldom models the um, um, activity of Christ in these kinds of situations, which is very well noted, notated. And on the other hand, the world loves it because here the mighty has fallen and someone else who has the appearance of virtue is seen to be really, quote, a, you know, a person of double standard and hypocrisy and everybody hoots and hollers and uh, the fellow is guillotined. And so on the left, he is guillotined and on the right, he is guillotined. On the right, people say, we well, see his message was not the real thing anyway and um out with him you know and on the left or the secular world uh, which doesn't like religion anyway or christianity in that form he is um just mocked and the poor man is um it's it's a it's a calvary of, of, for good or for ill it's a calvary and so i was thinking about a uh, tupper saucy a uh, tupper saucy is music is so good i mean his music was let le- what led me to him not anything else and then i re- found out that he had sort of opened his mouth two or three times too loudly and had uh, caused himself to be noticed uh, by the government and that was his undoing and you can't flee it you just can't succeed he should have come out of hiding and given himself up and paid a modest symbolic penalty and gone on but he didn't and um the uh, polymath, the genius, the brilliant religious man. His he became in jail the director of the uh, choir and chapel choir in the penitentiary, federal penitentiary, and he also um, uh, was a spiritual counselor, of a, a man of God, I think, a man of humble brokenness who really um, had a message of forgiveness, hope, and love in the Bible, uh, albeit slightly, you know, a little bit extreme. But who wouldn't be given his own inspiration? come to the penitentiary and I feel that this kind of person, this kind of inspired person is sometimes a victim or at least allows him or herself to come out too much and then the world destroys them. I think you'd find this in all sorts of uh, artists and rock and roll people, celebrities of all kinds. I mean, I think of Jim Morrison. I think of uh, any number of people whom I could name who get shot, who get um, commit suicide, who end up in jail, who are don't know how to handle the fame or, in fact, their own brilliance and who demand an enormous amount of uh, solicitude and loving care. Handle me with care. That was my utter thought about both my friend who's um, suffered a fall from grace, uh, my friend whom I believe in. On the one hand, it could happen to anyone. 
But nevertheless, it's happened to him, and he's my friend in whom I believe, because I believe deep down that he discovered something very, very deep and profound uh, that should ideally be able to serve him and the Christian world in such a situation. I hope it will serve him. And then uh, poor Tupper Saucy, whom I think would be, whom I think would be with us today, or at least would have been still working and loved had he not um, sort of put himself into the sights. Yes, you can say he did it to himself, but that's very mean. That's very cruel. What, what good does that do to say to somebody? Um, this man produced the neon, the neon Philharmonic, and he produced a song as wonderful and beautiful as a song I ask you to listen to now with sympathy, heart, love, and always a spirit of forgiveness. And I say this for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And uh, until the next time, God bless. Bye.